This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy! We talking about Twitter. Ripple joy! Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quad ripple joy! You better be willing to do unique things in order to expect unique results. And, and that's just life. Why didn't he pick him up with a gun? Welcome back to another edition of What Jin's Talking About. In fact, it's not just another edition. <laughs> It's the 100th the, the, the edition. <laughs> wow. 100 wow. weeks ago, a tree fell in the woods. Congrats, guys. <laughs> and we're still waiting for a seed to grow. <laughs> <laughs> it's what Jen's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation, exposing all the hot and toxic takes. Each week on not just Twitter, but Reddit and Threads and <laughs> Insta and Discord, maybe? No, uh, no it's, it sucks. <laughs> I'm Kyle Kreis. Across from me is Greg Benevent. Hello! On the ones and twos is the Cognac Kid, DJ Danny G. Hey, guys. Okay, well. <laughs> Everybody else gets a little tight. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> All right. The never-ending story that is the off-season continues. But first, why can't I find anything that I'm... Oh, my God! They're groomed. The, you the grooming continues. Mm-hmm. Year two, grooming Kenny. Super grooming. He's not even uh, he's not even here in town. But <laughs> the grooming must go on. Oh, where? Oh, I don't even have the website open. <laughs> Let's get to those. No, I do not want to set Firefox as my default. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, can we get to the takes? Starting with... Is it not going to make... There we... Boom! We got the sound. Okay. Let's start with 
at throw the damn ball jr fort gang a look at how often 2022 qbs threw into tight windows bad and what percentage of those throws threw their receivers open so we've got on the x-axis here okay this is percentage of throws to tight windows on the x-axis and as you can see kenny he doesn't throw a lot of times to uh to tight windows he's very left on the xy axis okay so but what we've got to throwing open in tight windows Mm. off the charts no one higher uh minimum 300 dropbacks he's over 20 whatever whatever this whatever 20 percent 20 percent okay so just so i'm clear this is a good thing I mean, how right? could it? You tell me. No, you, I think it has to be. I mean, I, no, I, <laughs> just because I'm looking at it doesn't mean I know what it is. That's something I've learned about stats in my time here. But I, I, any, I, I did realize, though, what you're saying. Whenever you see the word throwing open in a stat, that's probably a good one for the quarterback. It, uh, um, I, 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 this is one of the more shocking graphs i think you've shown me in our time doing this that pickett wasn't just good at this he was apparently better at it or at least more proficient with it than anyone else because i I can't help but notice how much lower uh uh, joe burrow's name is on this thing than uh and than i would think um I, I mean, I guess the only thing I can figure is that uh, Josh Allen and Mahomes threw, were throwing to tight windows, but happened to get in those tight windows quite a lot, or they had more interceptions than I know. Not Mahomes, I would say, right? I he, mean, that's what I would think. Right, Mahomes is pretty low on the uh, on the throwing open. Okay, so oh, okay, so they were throwing to tight windows, but they weren't throwing the uh, throwing open in the tight windows. Well, this is great. Uh, you know, it, it's it's rare again. I, I I don't know what to do with a positive stat. Like I'm almost confused by how great this is. This is uh this is wonderful. I I, I have to give something from PFF unequivocal praise. Uh, the one thing I'll give Canada praise, it's he's being very conservative. He's you know mm. Kenny is lowest on the th- throwing to tight windows, uh, and that's I think that's great. I mean you know it means he's not the conservative approach is the Canada approach. Uh, I'll go with that. No, okay, and if we're going to define it that way, and also piggyback on top of that, boy, this is a stat that feels like how much of this is the last so many games. I bet if we'd seen this stat by the by, it might have been very different for Kenny throwing into some of those tight windows just off of him not being as careful with the ball as he got to. So uh, again, it, it's hard not to it, it's hard to look at this and not think of Kenny's progression. Uh, let's keep the Kenny good news going. He's heating up. Let's go to at J Beamer 234, Jared Beamer. Kenny Pickett, honest 2023 <laughs> stat line 4,000 yards, 28 touchdown passes, six touchdown runs, 500 rushing yards, five interceptions, 11 wins, one playoff win, all pro. <laughs> Well, first off, if Kenny has this stat line and they only win one playoff game, the fans are going to be livid. They're going to be like, what did the special teams do to lose that second playoff game? 
Uh, I don't think you can be all pro with just 4,000 yards and 28 touchdown passes. Isn't all pro going to be someone who's like 40 touchdowns, 5,000 yards? You're 100% right about that. And also piggyback on top of that, you can't be all pro with 4,000 yards, 28 touchdown passes, and only 11 wins. 11 wins. I mean, you know, in, in our division, that might not be the division winner. No, that might it be wild might card. not at all. But I, I mean, I, the only way I could see this stat line getting you to all pro is like 16 wins. Like, that's the only yeah. way this is happening and that kind of thing. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not actually sure which pirate uh, Mr. Beamer is using as his uh, icon here. But, I mean, I'm not sure, as, as much as I love this positivity, I'm not sure this is the honest stat line. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's an honest stat line. Oh, uh, well, all this grooming is going on. Where is the man himself? Let's uh, Let's go over to... Insta. Mm-hmm. Here's KP. Hey. Uh, honeymooning in Puerto Rico. Hey. Did he win the showcase showdown? Uh- <laughs> um, it looks like he's just on some. It looks like a boat that he rented. It was just like a John Hughes movie. If like the honeymoon couple rented a boat before they got into some misadventure. <laughs> and also, yes, because uh, uh, that's hundred percent right. I mean, this is that the, the directed the video sequel to Summer Rental with John Candy. And um, well, I'm not sure what this blue thing is that they're resting their feet on. That looks like something that somebody brings to the party because they feel like they have to bring something for the uh, for your boat. But I, I, what I do appreciate about these pictures of Candy and all this kind of thing. If you didn't know this was a starting quarterback first round pick in the NFL you wouldn't pick it up from this shirtless picture like you know what I mean this is not like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in the later films like this looks like a good looking in shape guy at your office you can't tell the the off-season work from this picture. No, you no, can't, you yeah. can't. That's right. Is everyone saying, oh, he got bigger and bulkier? Yeah, he looks pretty big holding that mimosa with his wife. Like, All right. Well, he's. it's not just all play. There's also some fun. Let's go back to on Insta at Ready Nutrition. <laughs> Ready Nutrition. Football emoji, muscle emoji. Ready bars are the go-to fuel for ready athlete Kenny Pickett. Uh, the gun show is out here gripping the power. I've never had the ready bar. Uh, uh, one, I, I feel obligated to try these ready bars now because uh, as much as I enjoy Quest bars having low sugar and low calories, I'm terrified of the fat and whatever like alien compound is inside those. So I'll try whatever the ready bar is. But uh, as somebody that's been in some commercials and done some and been in a million auditions, uh, Kenny very much has the look of someone in this picture saying, OK, did you guys get it yet? He, uh, it says clean. I don't know. Alien, it says clean. No, clean looks good. That's what I'm saying. I'll try clean. I've tried Quest bars is what I'm saying. And I'm looking for a way to get those out of my diet. So the clean bar, I will give a shot to. My fear is at the part Kenny is gripping says something like seven grams of added sugar. (laughs) It looks like, can we zoom in? It kind of looks like a Rice Krispie treat. It looks, wow. (laughs) Not only that, it looks like the Rice Krispie treat that you rushed through. (laughs) <laughs> like you didn't like really let it sit as long as you should. I well, mean, call me crazy, but I think that hand on his knee is kind of showing you the body language. Like I want to get out of here. Oh, that's what I was trying to say. Thank you. Like he's done. He's been here for hours and this was the best picture you got. It's time to go. That hand doesn't look like I'm taking my jacket off and I'm staying a while. That's a big hand. The I hand don't know. also looks that's a little big. photoshopped, even that's though it is a big hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true too. I mean, it's gripping almost his entire uh, uh, up 
what is that, mid-thigh, above the knee? I, uh, the hand's bigger than I thought. I didn't even think of that, Cal. Or the bar is small. I don't know. Okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's play the hits. The hits always run 24-7 on Blame Canada FM. <clears throat> Starting with Blitzburg. Blitzburg. Stephen Ruiz of The Ringer on Matt Canada. I have questions about Matt Canada. Even if the line is better, it's nowhere near the offensive lines around the league, and I don't think that Canada is good enough to get the most out of this offense. His stuff is very basic. Oh, the master of the obvious are back. They're going back to the Saturday Canada offense. Um, even if the offensive line is better, that's well, that was the number one storyline coming into this training camp. Yeah, I, 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 I would... I mean, not to disagree with whoever this person is that I don't know from a website that I haven't read in almost a decade, uh, but I, I I would like to hear clarification on who the uh, nowhere near the other offensive lines around the league. Uh, I even if you're very pessimistic about it, I think you kind of got to put at least on paper this offensive line in the top third. I mean, maybe it'll take them a minute to gel, but it seems like if you're going to be uh, negative on this, that's maybe as far into the basement as your negativity can reasonably go and uh, and the basic thing i don't know it was something that i was told often throughout the season and in all my years of hearing the steel of watching the steelers and seeing people complain about the steelers this was the first year no matter how bad the offense struggled that the basic criticism came out all the time all the time. In, in I mean, that's just how much I never heard that criticism in all the years of kevin gilbride and mike tomzak and kinkner yeah, but even that, even then, they weren't like, ah, oh, it's basic. That's why I, I wonder about this particular criticism, if it's something that we're just like, ah, oh, it's Canada and it's a rookie quarterback, so it must be basic. I, I, I mean, again, we're sitting here in July, but uh, I don't know. I think this is, I think this is overly negative. That's a joke to me. They, yeah, thank you. Thank you for working the button. Um, well, let's get some reality here. Mm-hmm. At Sharp Football, Warren Sharp, TD rates on drives that crossed midfield. And we got Pittsburgh way down below fourth, oh, yeah. fourth lowest, mm-hmm. 27%. The highest is uh, 50% with Kansas City. The median is about 35%. So, you know, we, uh, we're we fourth lowest on TD rates on drives that crossed midfield. So yeah. got got across the 50, didn't get into the end zone. Yes, it uh or, I mean, yeah, that scored that when they got the ball on their side of the field. How many times that, yeah, the TDs, the, okay, the number of touchdowns they had where the drive started on the other side of the 50, right? Got that drives that got to, to the end zone. Some, no, drives that got to the 50 at some point. Ah, Not right. drives that started at midfield. Dri- uh, start, right, that started, started anywhere, on their side. Started yeah. anywhere. Right, uh, this is why we don't put on our own stats. Cause it, it took me a minute to realize, ah, oh, this is what numbers mean. Yeah, I mean, how many drives did they have where it would go, you know, 12 plays and it would be a field goal? Or, uh, you know, 15 plays and uh, turnover on down. So, yes, this is... this, But this is the stat that... This is why there's Allen Robinson. This is why there's Darnell Washington. This is why uh, all these offensive lines got out. Is that the offensive linemen got here is to help with this specific stat among others. You know, if 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 this season that that this particular stat jumps up to the median, if we go from twenty seven percent to thirty five percent, which takes us from the bottom fourth lowest to about middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is that enough right there, do you think? Is that enough touchdowns right there to put us in contention? I, I, uh, absolutely, for the playoffs, 100%. I mean, that's that's the one thing that I've heard from a lot of people that makes a lot of sense to me, is the idea that if Kenny is just average, this team is probably going to the playoffs. Like, that, uh, anything better than that is great. That's uh, That sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's move on to... At Chris Halleck, Chris Halleck, while Matt Canada is still the Steelers offensive coordinator, there's one promising stat from last season's final nine games that gives some hope for this year's group. Uh, So after the bye, the Steelers were seventh in scoring rate per drive and third in yards per drive. Those are both top 10. It's amazing. I mean, it, there are so many of the stats that you see or hear about after the bye where I, I'll i see them and I think, wow, that's a great stat. And then I'll think, man, I don't remember it being that good in the game or it feeling that way during the game. But that very well could be, hey, we're, we're human beings. We hold trauma. I'm certainly as much as anybody. Maybe I was watching the game thinking the whole time, okay, we're going to throw another interception to uh, uh, Fryermouth like the uh, Jets game. I mean, maybe that's why I don't remember it. Or maybe it's because, you know, as, as great as all these stats were, they didn't, uh, it didn't feel like they scored that many touchdowns after the bye. It didn't, you know, again, we're going off of vibes, which is always dangerous. Well, seven and two after the bye, but maybe only led for about seven minutes. Right. In that, yeah, in that, that whole sounds time. about right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, uh, yes, that's a very good way of putting it. Um, well, let's get some some hate. We okay, haven't had some hardcore Canada hate. <laughs> At Brian CL4588253131, Brian Clark, the whole debacle of Matt Canada, still the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steeler fans shouldn't be surprised in any time in the Mike Tomlin era. He hasn't hired a good OC ever, and Art Rooney Jr. wouldn't do anything to Mike Tomlin to change the way he hires coaches. Um, why hasn't there been a superstar, uh, coordinator is, is, uh, is, is that a fair question or, um, or, or have we had, we've had, I mean, Todd Haley years, Bruce years were, yes. pretty, were pretty, uh, good. Yeah. Both of them had uh, head coaching experience. Uh, Arians went on to success after here. Haley, you know, it seems to let's have something of a challenging personality at times <laughs> and that could be how it led to that i i did want to say uh this particular tweet if i mean i i know it's cliche to say such things at this point but man this reads like if you type steelers hate into ai <laughs> i mean the lack of punctuation the weird capitalization the grammar of this whole debacle of matt canada still the oc of the pittsburgh steelers like it's not quite the way a human being would speak it's close yeah, on twitter I yeah. don't know. oh i know i mean oh no no that's the saddest thing this is definitely a person it's this not is the a real- standard Right, yeah, it's definitely below the state. This is below the line hate. That's a good point, Denny. That is absolutely correct. We but- love Steeler Nation. <laughs> love Steeler Nation. Um, let's one more thing on the offense. <clears throat> At Smola DS Jared Smola. George Pickens 2022 has to be the most ridiculed 800-yard 21-year-old rookie season of all time. 24th most PPR points per game from a 21-year-old wideout in NFL history. Wow. Okay, so this is very specific. Okay. I, I think that we're talking fantasy when we talk PPR per game. Okay. We're talking points per reception 
per game okay. uh, in the fantasy world. Uh-huh. But uh, despite it being a fantasy statistic, this does show that Pickens had one of the more uh, elite rookie seasons. It really does. I mean, the fact that I recognize almost every name on this list and almost everyone on here went on to have a great career and the ones that didn't, there were very specific reasons why they did not. Unique reasons to that particular person. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is these are all receivers that, you know, in their second season, you would have wanted them on your team, each of these guys. <laughs> Well, yeah, Jerry Judy, I don't know, DJ Moore, I don't know. I, I kind of would hope that George Pickens would elevate to a little bit more than that. But, um, you know, Larry Fitz isn't too far from no, that list. No, it wasn't. And, I, mean, I, I, I mean, this isn't uh, uh, what are you bronking about or whatever. But, I mean, wasn't Judy, like, more or less the wide receiver on that team, though? There was no Deontay on that uh, uh, Bronco team. It's not like Rod Smith, rest his soul, was still around. I mean, it's – but, again, you're right. I mean, you definitely – if George Pickett's career ends up, we're like, wow, he's the next DJ Moore. We're going to be disappointed. That part is true. Yeah, Okay. All right. Enough. Uh, enough offense. And let's quickly before we go to break, let's talk one thing about playoffs. Uh oh. At opening day NFL, opening day gay, opening day game. Pro Football Focus projects win totals for all 32 NFL teams. Steelers get 9.19 wins, enough to make the playoffs. Okay. I, Are you going over or under 9.19? I mean, it, it sounds like they got into the playoffs by 0.19 wins. If I'm yeah, going by thank the goodness. Stat. Thank it, goodness uh, for that 0.19. I, I guess. I mean, that's that's they had a safety in overtime. I'm trying to think how you would get that. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's that that's we're sweating out week 18 uh if that's the case but um but yeah i mean that's i you know we talked about it last week uh, at nine and a half that would where i'd start to think about it but i mean it's it's july the sun is out i'm optimistic i'll take 10 wins at this point i don't have the schedule in front of me but i imagine that with my uh uh, uh, uh rose sangria uh, colored glasses on i could find you 10 wins on there right now all right, I, I'll take it, too. I'm taking it. Ten, ten wins. All right, let's get to our break. I think we've, uh, we've talked too much <laughs> about things like, I don't know what. For I 99 and a half episodes. That's right. We'll, 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 we'll do some 100th episode celebrations. And we've got the 90th uh, birthday of the team Yay. coming up. And even the insiders 90 years ago uh, got it wrong. We'll go back 90 years. I've got the headlines, and I'll tell you why they don't got it right enough or something. Okay, we'll be back. Second half of the 100th. What Yin's talking about? 100, you say? And this is the first time you've heard of it? <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> um, I, I promised uh, some 90th birthday celebrations for the Steelers coming up. But mm-hmm. first, I want to talk about Dick LeBeau appearance on. Brian McFadden's podcast, All Things Covered. Um, I guess he's got his book coming out hey. on the 2008 defense. Wow. 
but they asked him, you know, because if you remember on the pivot, they asked Tomlin who what was the best defense, uh, mm-hmm. 2005 or 2008, and he did 2010. Mm-hmm. And they asked LeBeau the same thing, and he he said 2008. I mean, he's he's writing the book on it, so oh. I guess. I mean, I, I, I mean, for me, the, the, what I remember about those times is them is, and I only ever saw this. I think it was printed in the Sporting News, but they asked him, you know, how much is this defense different from, you know, what the other ones were that you had previously? And he said, look, if uh, Greg Lloyd and Rod Woodson stepped out of a time machine on Saturday morning, I would have them ready to go Sunday night. <laughs> you mean you? Is he saying that he's he's playing his own skills? The defense was oh, its oh. plays were similar. It was the players that were different, but it the defenses were similar in what he was always calling. It's I got not you. like he came up with something new, but it um, I mean it was all great. But yeah, I guess I didn't realize the stat, or maybe it just I wasn't uh, cognitively aware cognitively aware of it. Yeah, that in Super Bowl thirty, the defense held Dallas to two hundred and fifty two total yards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it's the turnovers killed them in that game. I mean, well, yeah, that was, but and, and it was also and it was also it's one of those things like when they scored too, when the Cowboys did. I think that was a big part of it. But yeah, they played that great Cowboy offense and really the last ride of the great Cowboy offense. They played them as tough as anyone ever did. I think Emmett had 49 yards and like 30 some were on one play. Yes, and he, and he still ended up with like two touchdowns or something, right? Because it was like very short yardage kind of stuff. I mean, it's you couldn't play against an offense that great really much better than they did. It would be it, man. If just what a, what a, his esteem might even be greater if we would have won that Super Bowl. You know, if you come back and said, "Well, LeBeau won Super Bowl thirty, LeBeau won Super Bowl forty three, mm-hmm. it's like you know he might have a different stature today. Well, that and also too. I mean, as I always forget, but you see sometimes if you ever watched a clip in NFL films, he was. I am pretty sure about this. The defensive coordinator for the Bengals when Montana takes the drive down the field. So if he manages to stop Montana there and win a Super Bowl with the Bengals, and then maybe he's not in Pittsburgh, maybe he is, and then he win, just keeps winning. I mean, it's, if not for, what, probably two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I mean, it's, it's you know, his book might have come out a lot sooner. Somewhere like, out there is uh, LeBeau football for the PlayStation. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And it, and he, he coaches Tom Brady to five rings. Who knows? But, like, yeah, it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it was the 90th birthday of the Steelers last week, this week, whatever. Mm-hmm. Depending on when you're listening to this, six months ago. <laughs> uh, let's get to at Steelers history. Steelers history. Headlines from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, July 8th, 1933. Mm. Um, and, you know, you wouldn't expect um, the Steelers franchise to be above the fold on that day when you know on a, well, the, not the, when the British Open's going on. Oh yeah, the po- the Post Gazette had a lot of British <laughs> Open coverage. The whole top half of the paper uh, and pictures uh, of these very photogenic men here at the playoff for the game. <laughs> I guess at uh, yeah, even the headline two Yankees win where one formerly did that talking about the Brit- uh, the British right Open. and the so, uh, geez, yeah. and the also Rans article is also about the British Open yeah. and then the one next to that <laughs> is the Sage thirty six will playoff. It must have been a big deal in Pittsburgh. So, yeah. So, the Steelers news uh, is below the fold there. Um, okay. But here's the headline. Pittsburgh will get pro-grid franchise. And, of course, even the insiders back then uh, buried the lead because the, their lead was, is it that Pittsburgh gets a new football team? No, no. Mm-hmm. It's 
Two and possibly three new teams may be admitted to the National Professional Football League when the club owners meet in their annual meeting here tomorrow and su- Sunday. You don't see the words Art Rooney until the very last sentence of the uh, of the of the story. Well, that and not only that. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a minute since uh, I learned about newspapers, but doesn't that say United News? Up next to Chicago, July 7th. So the Post-Gazette wasn't even covering this. This, this was is, a syndicated right, service. This was like the AP of the time. And that's how they got you with that tight, uh, uh, attention-grabbing first sentence. Two and possibly three teams <laughs> may be admitted to the league. Wow. <laughs> big, big news. Breaking news. <laughs> not uh, not uh, local gambling legend. Uh, right, scores. right, right. This is something to blow your hat right off. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well... Coincidence or not, let's go to at Old Time Football, Old Time Football, July 8, 1933, the Blue Laws were voted out in Pennsylvania, same day the Steelers were founded, uh, May 19th of that year, Art Rooney paid 2500 to enter the NFL. Wow. Coincidence or conspiracy? I, I mean, it, 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 it sounds, there has to be, I mean, to use a cowardice, there's a very fine line between uh, conspiracy and just taking advantage of an opportunity. I mean, just making the best of things. It, uh, I mean, that, now the blue laws were what? That was that was prohibition. Which one was the blue laws? Yeah, no, probably no liquor. Certainly no liquor on Sundays or no oh, liquor. You know, okay. so when football games happen on Sundays, and now you can sell your liquor at your uh, at your you know polo grounds, right? But you couldn't sell it at a supermarket for the next uh, ninety years, which of course <laughs> is a big part of uh, Pennsylvania. No well. art was not. Yeah, yeah. Not there's only so generous. much art could do. Yeah. There's only so much a chief could do. God bless him. You know, I just actually uh, seeing this, it reminded me the mm-hmm. 2023 Steelers. Net uh, value now is uh, at three point nine seven five billion dollars. Oh my! Wow! wow. It's interesting to see that twenty five hundred. Yeah, that's that. uh, that's that's quite an investment. Someone's dude. reading their notes <laughs> at David M. Todd. David M. Todd. The power of compounding. Seventeen point two percent annual return. That's right. Art paid twenty five hundred back in nineteen thirty three. Today it's three point nine seven five billion. Uh, not yeah, not about. I guess I shouldn't have uh, bought that NFT. You know? Well, yeah, no, but right. If, if you can buy an NFL franchise, I mean, take it from us. That's a good investment. It. Uh, I don't have, uh, and I'm certainly nowhere near capable of even doing the math. But twenty five hundred dollars in nineteen thirty three. That had to be quite a bit. I mean, I, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't chump change. Um, and. You know, and if Especially you listen to we're in a depression, it's pretty great, right? Well, I mean, he was the you know what you know Art's legacy. I think is a little um, whitewashed. You know, yes. he was um, he's he he's, he wasn't a mobster, but he no. was probably a wise guy. If you know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, it you was know. the bootleg. It's the bootlegger, and as I remember from the Chief, the great play written by uh, Rob Zellers and Gene Collier. I mean, I think there's even a whole bit in there about how he you know that talks down the myth of he bought the Steelers with money he won in gambling. It was, oh, that's, is that, that, that's yeah, a myth? It, yeah, it, it's not like it, it's not just that. I mean, it's they play with it. I forget the exact. It's early in the play, and it's a wonderful play. If you ever get a chance to see it, you should. But um, or even just read it. But yeah, that that's in there. That it, he's like that's not exactly how it happened. I think is the tone they take. The book um, is it their life's work. Uh, you know, says that uh, the chief's priest would pray 
with him for gambling wins. So, hey, you know, hey, if you got the, you know. Got and, the- and I think there's also something to that about any way, anything that can help. Again, you know, I mean, we're, you know, inflation, whatever problems you might have right now. But we, we can't imagine what it must have been like back then at the height of the Great Depression to uh, no matter how much money you had to. Uh, so, yes, I think anytime, I, anytime you could uh, find any kind of divine help with your finances, you would take them. I somewhat resent that. Okay, all right. Yeah, I haven't read the book in a minute. I don't know. I think it says something about money. Um, it's our 100th show. Wow. Um, I asked, I, you know, I, I went out to the, I went out around Steeler Nation. I asked for uh, birthday messages. We got a couple replies here. Let's wow. see what's up, Colin Greg. It's Sammy Coates, man. I just want to say congratulations on the 100th episode. Oh, you still a pod? That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that that game against the Jets. Uh, you know, I had called all the passes. I broke my hand in the first half. Got stitched up at halftime. What? And went back out there and played with a broken hand with like ten stitches in my hand. It was, it was pretty epic. Um, that's one of my most memorable games, my best games, and it kind of put a sting in my career. I thought um, it was but man, hey, thank y'all for thinking of me and man, good luck with the rest of the, the time with y'all podcast. Um, Congratulations again on making a hundred episodes. It's pretty cool, man. Sammy Coates. That's uh, lovely. <laughs> wow. I am so glad to hear that. That was oh, I, I mean, I I watched that game and I thought, man, this guy's going to be the next great star. And what what a wonderful thing that you reach out. See, this is I could never reach out to Sammy Coates uh, or even several several layers of fame and success beneath Sammy Coates. Thank you for doing that, Kyle. It uh, that Thank is you, so Kyle. lovely. Well, we I think we got another uh, we got another message on the uh, on the hotline here. Let's see. Hello, Greg. Hello, Kyle. This is Mike Tomzak, former Steeler quarterback. Oh, my God. Ohio State alum. What? Chicago Bear, Green Bay Packer. Did you tell him you Cleveland went to Brown. State? I went to Penn State. I know. Detroit Lions. <laughs> That's, That's a went. lot of teams. What? But what Yin's talking about? 100 episodes. What, what a podcast. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Kyle and Greg. You're what? doing a tremendous job. I'll have to follow you guys and see what Ian's talking about. Yeah, we do an excellent job Next of one day to listen. Well, that's but fine. continued success. What? I know you're huge Steeler fans. I love playing what? for the Steelers. But keep it rolling. I'm sure you have a large fan base. Nope. <laughs> and keep on nope. making it real. So what Ian's talking about. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All the best, guys. What podcast has Mike Tomzak singing "Here We Go Steelers"? Wow. I mean, that is that is. I I, I I remember. I mean, I have many youthful memories of Mike Tomzak uh, quarterbacking the team, and it um, and you know he was better. I mean, I'm not just saying this because the man said my name uh, a moment ago, although that does have an emotional effect. Uh, he was better than a lot of people thought. I thought. I mean, he he you know there were he took him to the playoffs as I remember. It uh, yeah. I mean, it's, he was a member of the Super Bowl Shuffle team. For yes, Chicago. yes, yeah. He backed up McMahon on those clubs. It, um, I mean, the keys. I think. It, uh, oh, uh, oh I, I never actually watched. Made it all the way through the video, but um, <laughs> but yeah, that uh, no, he won some games. It uh, that was that was. I I cannot believe. That. See, I wouldn't reach out to Mike Tomzak either. I'm so glad that you did this. Um, you know, we got a uh, one more message in the inbox here up on the big board from mm. uh, Jim Miller. Wow. Uh, sorry, Yins. I don't do promotions for podcasts I know nothing about or what you say. 
God bless and congrats on your hundredth episode, my best Jim Miller. So I think I snuck a congrats to us, even though it was a it was a no. Congrats. Well, I mean, one, this is this is honest and truthful, and this this is this is the way that you should react to something when strangers are like, "Hey, congratulate us, congratulate us on a thing you don't understand." This is how you should react to say, "Hey, uh, good work, God bless." I know nothing about it. Good night. Like that's how you should do things. I love you know, Jim. I I get it because you know you, you don't want to just stamp your name on any old podcast podcast that you know nothing about but if it was like a birthday message hey uh john walker lynn happy birthday from uh jim miller congrats well, I mean, you but, know? <laughs> but, but, but i mean they're not using that against you who he who knows what we were going to say in this thing i mean he, you know john walker lynn probably doesn't have a podcast and but, if he I mean, does yeah. it's probably not about football yeah it, yeah, it probably has more viewers okay well a hundred what, what have you uh what, what stands out to you in a hundred episodes anything, um, anything? Just, no i mean it, it's just it's just what a great experience this has been. I mean, just um, what, uh, you know, I felt like I'd been, I didn't realize until we started doing this that I'd been uh, preparing for this uh, my entire life. I simply <laughs> yes, thought right. that uh, I was watching football and connecting with my family and wasting time in enjoyable ways. And it turns out I was really prepping for this. And, um, well, I mean, I think that's the lesson to it. If there's something that you enjoy, even as, as a fan at a remove, uh, try to do something with it. I mean, that's, I think that's the large takeaway is the person watching this beyond uh, this football team. Maybe it's this is a football team. Maybe it's cooking. But if there's something that you enjoy, uh, uh, try to, uh, you know, uh, there's someone out there that wants to hear you talk about it or uh, see you do it no matter how few or uh, removed as they are. I laugh at that. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it seems sincere, but yeah. It, it was <laughs> sincere. It, uh well, I um, well, you know, I you took the words out of my mouth. Oh, I'm I sorry, I didn't <laughs> no, mean, I didn't mean I that. Is... A hundred, yeah. No, you're right. It's like I sometimes I think I'm just doing this just for myself, and um, but that's okay because you're not just doing it for you. You're there are people that enjoy this. You're also doing it for us. I mean, I love coming in here and doing this with you each week. This oh, is one of the highlights you. of my week, certainly. Uh, uh, Denny, I mean, it's it's we've just added you to the squad here. But what, what do you think about that? I, like, I've been having a great time with you guys. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have been a part of all 100 episodes. Well, we, I but... didn't know you then. Did you know? No, well, he's been listening from the start, oh, right? Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't listened to one episode. <laughs> hasn't listened to one episode. <laughs> all right. I think the band is trying to just listen one episode. Mike Tomzak's going to listen to one. No, he's not. I mean, we could reach out. I mean, I don't know. Can we get him on the thing? Ah, uh, we'll see. You know what podcasts have uh, have had a uh, have had a Christmas uh, themed Back to the Future radio play? You know, well, like I mean, I just thinking about my Mike Tomzak and Jim Miller. I mean, that's a pretty good quarterbacking duo in like 1996, 97. I mean, that would be. We just know. need Cordell for the trifecta from '96. <laughs> Can we get all three on? That would be the perfect panel. 96. No, no, no. And we're right. We'll have Jim Miller do like the first 10 minutes, and then we'll bring in Cordell. And then, yeah. And, uh, all right. We got some odds and ends to get to, starting with at Tommy Jaggy. Tommy Jaggy. We, we haven't talked defense at all today. Okay. TJ Watt is crushing the NFL in forced fumbles, and he's missed nine games over the past two years. So most forced fumbles since 2018. Number one, TJ. 
uh, with 22. He's four above the next uh, the next highest at Chandler Jones there. I mean, it's incredible. It, it shows just what uh, he's not just a great pass rusher. He's like the, you know, apex pass, pass rusher. But also, I, I mean, you always hear that like, ah, forcing fumbles is luck and all that. Okay, sure. But if you're hitting the quarterback that many times, you got that many more chances to be lucky. And I think, was it on Ben's podcast where TJ says, you know, you tackle the, tackle the ball because it's safer than hitting the quarterback high. Or yeah, something, yeah. You know? I mean, that's that. It, it, it's a smart man all around. And, I um, think Harrison has thirty-three um, career force fumbles. I don't wow. know. So TJ is creeping up on that. Uh, Just, one more record that TJ is creeping. I mean, you up know, on. you know, when, when he crosses that, it's you're you're kind of in that greatest stealer of all time. Uh, territory you conversation. You have been pushing that. Yes. I've, been, I've been definitely been pushing that. What other podcast <laughs> is pushing that? Uh, okay. Okay. Well, you know, uh, much we praise TJ, mm-hmm. but we also, at TJ Watt, growing up, my brothers and I would sit at the breakfast table together and share the breakfast of champions while reading the inspiring biographies of cover, cover athletes. Yada, yada, yada. Starting mm-hmm. in April, you can grab your Wheaties box and learn more about our story. Uh, you know, it's the first, uh, duo in history on the Wheaties box. I think it's first brothers, not the first duo. They're saying do, they're also saying duo. Oh, okay. You know, we're forgetting. I remember, I remember a different duo. Oh, I remember a Lemieux and Yager. Yeah, Lemieux and Yager. I was going to say somewhere in my mother's basement is the really moldy kind of Wheaties in a box that was never opened. The two of them back to back. And don't forget, I think the 92 North Division champions got a box. That was uh, Neil Barry Foster Hodge Mm -hmm. is on that box. Cardinal Lake. And then in 95, the AFC Championship championship game, they got a box. And that was Neil again. And I think... uh, Bam Morris, maybe. Yeah, at that point? yeah. I, I I thought there were more of them on that book. I I forget, but yeah. But I mean, it's 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 also odd that like I mean, and, and again, I don't think there's any. Uh, there's not an electoral college for how we get on to Wheaties. It's not like the teams <laughs> that won the Super Bowl get on there necessarily, you know. So it's um, I I I, I mean, I I I'm again. We talked about this. I'm always a little surprised. As I mean, I think I had Wheaties a bit as a kid, but even as a kid, I'm like, ah, we should save the boxes for these. But I'm always surprised, like. That there's that much sugar in it as there is. Are you buying? It's not Frosted Flakes, but I mean, it's also not like uh, 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 gluten-free, sugar-free. Da, da, da. It's not grape nuts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you buy that they sat around the table eating Wheaties growing up? Well, I I could see them conceivably doing it because it's not like, you know, when they were kids, it's not like uh, any of the Watts were like overweight and chubby. You know what I mean? They started playing sports at an early age, so I imagine they had the great six-year-old metabolism then. You know, like Wouldn't the people in the boxes growing up be at their at that age be like, I mean, even like Michael Phelps or something. You know, like, uh, oh you know, yeah, or even some of the, I mean the things we were talking about are perhaps a bit too old for some of these gentlemen. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not. You know, do I believe the Watt family sat around the table and had every <laughs> box of Wheaties while you know all three of them were growing up? Absolutely not. I imagine they ate it occasionally, just because again, there's really no other cereal, and this just hit me now that's marketed towards athletes. Like, even if, like, Tony the Tiger is wearing, like, a, a Dodgers a jersey or That's something. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, this is the one that, like, hey, you budding athlete kid, eat this stuff. Because yeah. you saw that guy on TV. 
right? The cereal, yeah, cereals are getting cut out of the breakfast marketplace, mm-hmm. and so you got to bring them in. Why not just put Derek on there too? You got three brothers. I, 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 this I, is not a team deal because no. you know it's not uh, right. I think they're wearing the same stuff. Yeah, I mean, absolutely not. It uh, so I mean, it's I don't know. It, 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 it's not like it's like. Another reason you could include Derek, it's not like you know, have the three of them next to each other, so you see how Derek is much shorter. Like they're running bent over. It's it looks like they're you know like cereal from the combine. I mean, it's. I mean, it strange. looks like they're the most intense run of their life. It's like they have to run to pay their mortgage. Oh, they're this, being yeah. hunted for sport. Yeah. To eat Wheaties. Um, I'm not. I don't know. I don't think this is a must add to the collection. I'm not no. putting it next to my '95 AFC North. Yeah, it's not going next to my baddest flakes. Which imagine yeah. what kind of mold those have. And I, I think those were uh, plenty liberal with the sugar, as I remember. But um, but yeah, I, I also I'm definitely not buying whole grain to keep help keep me fueled and B vitamins to help unlock energy. I'm not on board with that either. At, uh, um, okay, <laughs> moving on. Sorry, not eating my Wheaties. Sorry, TJ. I'll wait until you endorse. Oh, see, I forgot about that phrase. Even then, they were like, you have to eat this like it's a fruit or a vegetable. Like, this is going to improve your health. Oh, you got to eat your Wheaties. Why? So I can get extra five grams of sugar? Anyway, yes. Yeah, so now, now I, I, I didn't mean to yell that quite so loud. Okay, moving on. Let's go to at Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Captain Cam, Handshake, Ed Sheeran. The celebrity wow. tour continues. It was we've had Tracy Morgan in the clubhouse. We've mm-hmm. had Matt uh, Rife. Matt Rife in the clubhouse. Um, I was jealous of that one. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch his set? It I didn't. The, I, I the, caught a couple minutes he, of it. Dude, he was in a jersey and was making Ben jokes. I don't know. I just wasn't. Uh, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. But. So, you know, Ben goes to see Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Kenny goes to see... Hardy. Hardy. Mm-hmm. Cam goes to see Ed Sheeran. I mean, it is. Yeah, and not only that, Cam wore a really nice shirt. Like, I like that shirt. It was That's, date night for... Uh... I suppose. I mean, it, it's... It, and I didn't realize that Ed Sheeran was this tall compared to Cam. I mean, it's maybe he's yeah. in lifts and cams and flats, but it, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 and I haven't seen Ed Sheeran since that, uh, FX show where he played like the backup executioner or whatever, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, no, I mean, Cam, it's, it, it, it's, it's sort of like that old Calvin and Hobbes article where a comic where he said like, it's hard to argue with somebody that looks so happy. Cam looks very happy to be here with Ed Sheeran. It is. I, you know, I, it's, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's like the, um, it's like the not, it's not a farewell tour yet, but he is kind of like the. He seems to be kind of getting towards. You know, he's like, let's bring out Donald Duck. Everyone can see. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. bring out the. I don't know. I, I and then <laughs> some of the talk is like, Father Time is catching up. I'm. I'm. Uh, we got to win. I think this is a oh, win. Oh yeah, and it's and, and I also think as Del Lawley put it so well once. I mean, it, Bryant Young got into the Hall of Fame, and he has very similar stats to Cam, including not winning a championship. So Cam has a decent chance, but boy, winning a championship would help. Yeah, I just yeah, and I want Cam to get his, and you know, and I don't want his legacy to be like, oh, he had a softball game and went to an Ed Sheeran concert, you know, <laughs> in the like, nicest shirt he had. Come on, let's see. You know, Franco showed him all how to do it. He went to the Rage show. <laughs> that's what we've been talking about. I guess that's what we've been talking about. If um, one hundred times, that's what. One hundred times. Will there be a hundred one? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think you've been saying this since number three. It's like I comedy. Think. I think since COVID, I've been like, I'm, I'm going to quit stand-up. I'm quitting stand-up. And it's been now three years. I was going to say it. Every Saturday night, you're back. Yes. I'm a big fan. 
wait till you actually listen to the show. Then you'll really be a fan. You're going to love it. If you want to keep the conversation going, are you on threads yet? Yeah, oh, I, I oh, hit yeah? the button. I'm on the threads. At, uh, I have yet to post just the thread. But I mean, I'm on the threads. I'm on threads. No one has anything. To, it's just like it's like no one has anything to say. I'm, you know, and not that there's anything to say. That's okay right. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're if you're trying to get caught up with your Steelers on threads, because that's the other thing, you can't really search yet. Yeah, um, they're going to add that, but it's not there yet. But we've got Coach Tomlin on there. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are on there. Demarvin Leal, Trey Norwood, Joey Porter Jr., Des Fitzpatrick, the wideout, uh, mm. Luke Barku. Coach Denzel Martin, hmm. Larry Ogunjobi. Those are the active Steelers on uh, threads. If you want okay. some uh, alumni, William hmm. Gay is on there. Hmm. James Ferrier, Cordell, Chris Warmly, and James Harrison. Now, I knew Harrison wasn't going to stay away. Uh, I haven't seen him post anything yet. But, well, uh, you yeah, know. neither have I. And then if you, if you want some of the uh, official adjacents like Bob Pompiani, uh, Missy Matthews, or Teresa Varley, who I, I believe is Coach's uh, social media manager. So. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, I remember I used to follow, like, all the Steelers draft picks on Twitter, and then, and then you know, a year later, you'd be like, the guy would be coaching at his high school, and I'd be getting updates about that. I'm like, wait a minute, I, I don't have to do this. And, uh, all right. And, and, and by the way, I'm on threads, I guess, at Kyle Christ. And I'm at Greg Benevent. B is in Bravo, E and E, V is in Victor, E and T. I'm more of a reply guy. You, get with, you know, like, I'm not out there posting. I'm usually in there and coming in like on the reply, like, yeah, you got it, sister. Like mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. You're, you're like uh, safety, like deep in the secondary. You jump up when you have to. You're not uh, instigating play. I'm a big fan. There you go. Our number one fan. All right. That's how he got the job. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And he lived nearby. (laughs) Until next week for episode 101, keep listening to yours, coach. Be the best self. That's going to be required. Stay in school.